and good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Harrison Smith with another episode of Cinema. So this is part of uh, my limited series on this outcry as of late uh, for Oscar noteworthiness for horror and somehow validating horror as if an Oscar Academy Award type thing is a uh, going to really make horror stand out or, or legitimize it in some way. And my argument has been, what exactly do we really need this for? Does does this genre need some type of official mainstream acceptance? And this series is, is going on to prove uh, basically that, no, I, I don't think it does. And it's great that people want it. And without doubt, there are individuals in this genre. And, and look, it's all part of the same industry that deserve these awards, but they've contributed so much and done so much, and the genre has done so much, that I, I, I think an Oscar is just kind of like, you know, whipped cream on, on a Sunday. I mean, you can take it or leave it. So really what I want to do is, is keep pushing forward in a number of things, and that is like the history of horror, the history of the Academy, and really, how much do you know? Look, I, I want to start something out, which I talked about in the last uh, episode, and that is horror goes beyond Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and Pinhead and and all the main staples that seem to really come out of the late 70s and 80s. There is so much more to this genre. And so if you don't recognize names like Karloff or Cheney, Lugosi, Price, Laurie, Cushing, Lee, Perkins, Hitchcock, Serling, Lanchester, Whale... And I'm going to tell you, you're not a real horror fan. You're, you're a fair-weathered horror fan. You're casual. You shop the designer brand names, but you don't look at the genuine articles on the shelf. And I know that may sound judgmental and elitist, but horror is far more than the five points on the pentagram of, of those 80s horror names that I just mentioned. So if you think horror is defined by Halloween or Friday the 13th, then you're really not a true horror fan. The inability to see past that unholy pentagram of the aforementioned franchises stigmatizes the genre. You're contributing to stigmatizing the genre, which encourages the Academy to simply ignore it. So is the argument for Oscar acceptance based solely on a Best Picture Award or a Best Actor Award? I mean, what are the details entitling a Best Picture nomination? Like any other contest, certain rules indicate what films are eligible for Best Picture. In fact, they are the same rules that any feature-length film must adhere to in order to qualify for most Academy Awards. These rules are for Best Picture, and here we go. One, they must have a running length of more than 40 minutes. They must have been exhibited theatrically or 35mm or 70mm film or in a qualifying digital format. Three, they must open in a commercial theater for paid admission in Los Angeles County between January 1st and midnight, December 31st, and run for seven consecutive days, at least three screenings daily, one of which needs to be between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. And I know this because we actually tried to get Cloris Leachman uh, a Best Actress nomination for uh, The Fields, my first film, The Fields. It must be sufficiently advertised in Los Angeles media, 
and films that received their first public exhibition or distribution in any manner other than as a theatrical motion picture release are not eligible for Academy Awards in any category. That is important with the recent Netflix flap and Spielberg's campaign within the Academy to keep certain Netflix films from qualifying for official Best Picture nomination. Official screen credit forms and copies of the main and end title credits must have been submitted to the Academy by December 1st. It is also rare for animated films, foreign films, sequels, and remakes to be nominated, though they aren't officially ineligible for the award. In fact, two sequels, The Godfather Part II and The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, have actually won. And notice they do not label horror in that guideline. But a number of fans and a number of people within the industry say it might as well be there. But we'll continue forward. The safety factor is important as millions watch the awards ceremony and follow the process. Fan support and popular success, well, they're an issue. These rules are to ensure that the films that qualify were properly exhibited in a movie theater and did not premiere on another platform, like I said, whether it's VOD or Netflix or other streaming avenues or they were not exhibited to empty theaters in the middle of the night. Look, the Academy is much like high school. It has its cliques. It has a pecking order and food chain. It also has its peer envy and jealousies. Steven Spielberg has found this early in his career. His Best Picture and Director Awards eluded him. While most industry figures will deny this, the box office success of Spielberg's films, his power over the industry as an upstart, and his complete domination of the 80s, an entire decade was defined by his work, well, the Academy felt that was enough reward and recognition. Nothing could be more clear than the handling of Jaws. The film changed the way films were made and released. It beat the odds against a troubled production and threw Spielberg into the stratosphere for directors. He was a wonderkin with the biggest movie of all time. And the Academy saw this with very jealous eyes. And they resented him. $100 million in six weeks in 1975 was the trade-off for no Best Director or Picture Oscar. Spielberg created the blockbuster and achieved what no other director did. He totally 100% transformed the industry, and summer was now seen as fertile ground for money-making machines. Hollywood would never be the same after Steven Spielberg. It would radically change further with his teaming up with George Lucas. Jaws was nominated because it had to be, but it was shunned by the Academy overall. They simply could not ignore the box office might of Jaws and Steven Spielberg. So both the genre and Spielberg would have to wait. One of them is still waiting for that statue. It is statistically and historically proven that horror films do extremely well in bad economic times. They prospered during the Great Depression, and while King Kong is not a horror film, some saw it that way with people fainting in the aisles, and that film saved RKO Studios from literal bankruptcy. But it was Universal that hit the jackpot with its growing library of classic monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula, the Mummy, the Wolfman, all of them earning money in part to their unique and groundbreaking makeup effects. It was Jack Pierce who gave Karloff the copyrighted bolts in the neck, the flat top box head. The same makeup wizardry terrified generations of kids with Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman. Other movies floundered. 
but it was horror that kept the studios from collapse. Yet it was the genre treated as the dirty secret, the odd relative no one wants to talk about. Horror was marginalized. It was that kind of movie. And and let's go back just real quick and look at The Wizard of Oz. People forget that The Wizard of Oz originally was a box office disappointment. It did not become so beloved until it debuted on television. However, what is the one thing, aside from the tornado, that everybody seems to talk about and remember from The Wizard of Oz? Well, that's Margaret Hamilton's Wicked Witch of the West. So there you go. The horror element of The Wizard of Oz is what stood out and actually defined witches from there on out. That was a groundbreaking role. Now, there are truly some benchmarks and special effects and and nominations here and there for them, but the genre was still not considered Oscar-worthy for a Best Actor or a Best Picture nomination or win. Now, Sigourney Weaver will change that, of course, in 1986 with Aliens and Linda Blair, and we'll be getting to all of that when I start hitting the 70s and the 80s. But look back right now and give serious thought to some horror films that deserved a Best Picture or its stars deserving of a Best Actor. And I'm talking about go way back to the black and white days. And if you're having trouble right now thinking about that, again, you are a casual horror fan. You are not a true dyed-in-the-wool horror fan. Sorry to break it to you. If you can't get past Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees, you got some problems and you need to seriously look at the history of this genre before you go spouting off about it. So my suggestions from basically the start of film for possible Oscar nominations for actors, well, let's take a look. The first was Lon Chaney Sr. And why? I mean, he heralds from the silent era and barely crossed over into the speaking era. But why Lon Chaney Sr.? And that is because of his incredible physical transformations to become a role that engendered everything the Oscar would stand for. Lon Chaney Sr. suffered for his art, sticking fish hooks into his eyes, gluing fish scales to his face, filing his teeth and chipping his teeth, Uh, wearing painful and eventually crippling makeup effects and prosthetics and braces, all to achieve the ultimate for his craft and his art. Lon Chaney Sr. deserves a posthumous Oscar, Lifetime Achievement Oscar, anytime now. Into the future, somewhere along the line, the Academy needs to re-examine this man and what he gave us for the genre and for the industry. The next one that comes to mind for me is Boris Karloff for his performance of the monster in the original 1931 Frankenstein. I mean, this role truly broke incredible ground with a sincere, sympathizing performance as the monster in the original film. Karloff underwent physical pain and torture to bring that role to life. It is the defining performance to this day, thanks to also Jack Pierce's iconic makeup. And it's been spoofed and satirized and is the litmus test for Frankenstein all other films simply cannot get past. Even Robert De Niro's try at the role failed to come close to what Karloff gave us. However, Karloff went further and revealed even more humanity in The Bride of Frankenstein, which I will also argue deserved the Oscar in 1935 for Best Picture. The film's pioneering camera work was a stepping stone to modern filmmaking, 
and sequel extended universe building I could trace back really to The Bride of Frankenstein. And additionally, Bride's art production gave us a European surreal aesthetic that embraced its narrative and interwove with its characters to give us a film that not only holds up to this day, but it's better now than when it was released. Bride of Frankenstein took an already great story and expanded upon it, taking its audience into new territory and wasn't just a rehash of the original. It set the stage for the word franchise. And for me, The Bride of Frankenstein is the Empire Strikes Back of horror. If we halt around this time to look at horror's influence, we also see something many overlook. The genre keeps interest in film and going to the movies. It keeps us coming back. It allows us to work out our nightmares during the waking hours. There's a carnival sideshow appeal to the genre that no other genre has. The I gotta see what this is all about effect. And the numbers show this as during one of the worst economic panics this nation had, people came to the movies because of the monsters to escape the ones hounding them in their real lives. I'm not saying this was the only successful genre during the Great Depression, but it was the one that emerged from it basically unscathed and would evolve while the musicals would peak by the 1950s and comedy was always uneven. And at the time of this recording today, I I feel in our post-television woke digital culture, comedy may be going extinct. It just seems to offend everybody. Yet horror thrives, and it excelled during the pandemic in its early days, as we saw it keep theaters and drive-ins open while the studios went into full retreat with their big-budget films and became paralyzed in their self-created inability to adapt to sudden shifts. But back to the history. During World War II, horror kept us entertained. And while I am not championing the serial-level fare as the monster mashups of things like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman or House of Frankenstein and Dracula's Oscar material, the genre endured. And it also showed how quick it could adapt to the changing landscape. Post-World War II brought us the horrors of the atomic bomb and the Nazi Holocaust. I've talked about this many times before. The horrors of the war brought home unparalleled prosperity to the United States and established us as the single nuclear power for the time being and policemen of the world, which we still are today. The new atomic technology pushed the old classic monsters into the shadows of parody and cheese, and horror now adapted to the new space age. Horror now came from beyond the stars or from a nuclear lab. The bomb brought us giant ants and lizards and grasshoppers and crabs and octopus, a praying mantis, just to name a few. None of these were really Oscar-worthy except for them. The star-studded cast headed by Edmund Gwynn legitimized horror as a big-screen spectacle. Like its technological marvel, Giant Ants, them was big, and I would argue deserved a Best Picture nomination at the least for 1954. The film drew attention to a legitimate message of nuclear energy and rampant atomic testing. The direction was tight, the script solid, and the mechanical ants were on the same level of Bruce the Mechanical Shark that would come basically 20 years later. Horror then latched onto the burgeoning science fiction realm, and it found love from Roger Corman. But again, 
nothing of really any Oscar nods. However, the genre stayed at the top of the heap at the box office, and it seemed the cheesier the better. Teenaged werewolves and Frankensteins racked up ticket sales, and the genre opened the doors with Roger Corman allowing passage to young filmmakers like Francis Ford Coppola, Jonathan Demme, and, and others behind the camera to bring filmmaking to a whole new level eventually. A pattern is here. Horror is adrenaline, much like The Tingler in that 1950s Vincent Price classic. And that's what you have to look at. When you think of the 1950s, it's rare to think of the dramas and the comedies from then. But however, you can start rattling off horror films because they went nuts at the time. And then we had, uh, you know, the drive-in theater explosion. And horror was great as part of a double bill. It was always horror. And it's still horror. And that's the best part. The industry just keeps shying away from really embracing it and giving it that big hug and saying, welcome to the family. It's almost a shark and remora symbiotic relationship or, or like those little birds. You ever see those little birds that clean alligator and crocodile teeth? I mean, the beast just sits there with its mouth open and these little birds are moving all over the place, just picking its teeth and cleaning it. That's because it's beneficial to the giant host. And every once in a while, the big host does bite. But it's rare and probably by accident. Because the big host knows what the little cleaners are doing. And it helps to keep the big host vital and alive. Horror did just this during this pandemic. Horror was the remora. Horror was those little birds. Watch those remoras. Watch those little birds. That's horror. And those sharks and gators are Hollywood. Those beasts know what their helpers do for them. It's been a tight week. I've been on set, as I've noted online. And so uh, getting back into uh, a regular drop for my cinema podcast has been a little tough. And this episode has been sitting, uh, waiting to be edited. So I look forward uh, to my next episode to continue this exploration and a look at some selected horror films worthy of Oscar and how the genre moved toward mainstream respect by the turn of the 70s. So again, thank you for listening. I always appreciate your time. I hope you got something out of it. And go back and start really throwing yourself into the history of this genre. You won't be sorry. Thank you.